Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code Sport of Kings, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code Sport of Kings when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit national gambling support line 800-522-4700. Muckleshoot Casino welcomes you back with safety as our top priority. Muckleshoot Casino is your destination for more than 3,000 gaming machines. Use your player's club card to earn points for free play, meals, or cash back, and feast on a variety of delectable dining options. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Visit us online to learn more about our safety measures. Horse Racing Northwest, thanks so much for joining us once again as we are enjoying the 2020 season at Emerald Downs. Another week upcoming, Wednesday, 2.15, Thursday, 5 p.m., 21 races this week and some exciting stuff on tap. We're going to get to that. Joe Withy along with Vince Brune on Horse Racing Northwest. And Vince, right off the top, our management, uh, uh, Phil Ziegler and Jack Hodge mainly, uh, they worked hard on placement for our races here in 2020. And looking at the handle the last couple of weeks, they did a great job. Yes, sir. Uh, last Wednesday, 2.1 million. And then last Thursday, like 2.3 million. Yeah. And, you know, we all know this hasn't been a great year for a lot of reasons. But I tell you, you know, a couple months ago, if you would have told me we're doing that kind of business, I would have been ecstatic. So I, I, I'm with you, Joe. I salute their efforts and uh, let's keep it going. Well, this is the time of year when the most tracks are participating. They're in action. They're active. And to find a spot where you can get a significant amount of handle, uh, you know, you need you need a little niche. That's why we're going at 2.15 Wednesday and 5 p.m. on Thursday. It is working well. And again, congratulations and, uh, to those, our managers, who uh, really worked hard at that for all those months when there wasn't anybody in the building but just a few people, a couple months anyway. So, Horse Racing Northwest, we're going to take a look back at last week, preview this week. Mike Pegram is our guest this week, and Mike, of course, a Washingtonian for so many years, had the house in Mount Vernon, lots of McDonald's restaurants from uh, Marysville North, and uh, he has since relocated, nice little house above Del Mar, and a place, of course, properties, more than two, pro two properties at least now in uh, the Reno-Tahoe area, Carson Valley Inn, his main property there. And I still believe he has his house in uh, Scottsdale as well. So Mike's going to join us. He won our first Long Acres Mile with Is It In Good 
and so much more, which you will hear from Mike a little bit later. And we do have a sad note to report here. Ralph Baca passed away this week. Ralph, age 84, 43 years with the WTBA, the Washington Thoroughbred Breeders Association. Uh, just a bastion in the industry. Uh, worked in Kentucky as well. Born and raised in Garlic Gulch, South Seattle, Franklin High School, and uh, had a love of horses, supported by his family. They also were horse fans, and Ralph, uh, so many years in the thoroughbred industry. A, a sad note there, Vince. Yeah, Ralph was uh, an intelligent leader through the real heyday of Washington racing. You know, things were really jumping back in the 70s and 80s, and, you know, I never had a conversation with Ralph Facker that he didn't enjoy. He was a personable guy, and he, like I said, he was extremely intelligent, very learned, and uh, provided some good leadership over for the breeders in this state uh, through some great times, and uh, he'll be sorely missed, yeah. Uh, this week at Emerald Downs, again, we gave you the uh, Wednesday-Thursday schedule, as is normal. Uh, some other things going on. You can still watch Emerald Downs uh, for free online just for a little more time through the end of July. Uh, the RTN offer, go to emeralddowns.com. There's a banner at the top of the page, promo code EMERALD. And after that, if you just want to watch Emerald Downs, it's only $5 a month for great HD video, a couple different angles. So that's the RTN offer, and that is available through emeralddowns.com. I mean, we're getting close to stakes races here at Emerald Downs, Vince. We are. Um, next week we begin. Next week. With uh, two-year-olds, you know, and we've seen a lot of good two-year-old racing, Joe. We've seen big fields and competitive fields. You're part of a pretty nice one, it looks like. But, uh, yeah, on Thursday the 13th, we've got a couple at five and a half furlongs, the Angie C. Stakes for the Phillies. And then the King County Express uh, for the Colts and Geldings, both of those 40000 So that'll kick off our stakes program. Looking forward to it. Actually, we'll be drawn for those races already on, uh, what is it? Friday, uh, Saturday. Saturday for, uh, for uh, stakes. Friday. So, Are they both the same day? No, we draw for Wednesdays on uh, Friday, and we yeah, draw for exactly. uh, excuse me, draw for Thursdays on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Right. So uh, stakes races just around the corner next week here at Emerald Downs as we are uh, doing horse racing Northwest. And let's see, where are we at here? More of this week's stuff. Uh, uh, Juan Gutierrez on the verge of a milestone. Yeah, Juan Gutierrez saying at 1,999 career wins, and looks like he's a slam dunk to have that happen. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, we won't, you know, won't have a lot of fans on hand to, to see that, but I know it means a lot to Juan, and as you pointed out, meaning getting the Washington Hall of Fame a couple of years ago certainly meant a lot to Juan. And yeah. if I've said it once, I've said it 100 times, Juan, a very consistent rider. He did miss that year with the injury, but he's come back strong. He has. He is uh, right there among our top jockeys. Uh, uh, Alex Cruz, Gary Wales with 14 wins heading into this week, and Juan right behind them with 12, and Serapio Figueroa with 11. So those guys are out front in the jockey standings and, currently. And what's interesting, we've got three guys who have had at least one win every day already at the meet. Serapio, Figueroa, Alex Cruz, and uh, Gary Wales. Wow. So very competitive in, uh, in the jockeys' ranks. That's right. We do have a jackpot pick seven carryover on Wednesday. $21,032 in that jackpot pick seven wager. It'll be races four through 10, just a 20 cent minimum wager. So that is growing, getting a little healthy. And take a look at that jackpot pick seven on Wednesday. We're going to have... Uh, 
Uh, four pick fours again on Thursday because of the 11 race card. And the pick four and the pick five, those handles have been fantastic this year with all of the attention uh, locally and nationally. Four pick fours on Thursday, races one, four, six, and eight. So keep that in mind, you multi-race exotic players. We'll have trivia a little later. We'll have some selections as well. And Vince, let's take a look back at last week. Uh, who gets the weekly honors that uh, become that nice tradition here at Emerald Downs? Well, the trainer of the week was uh, Bob Meeking. Joe, you've known Bob an awful long time. Yeah. And uh, the jockey of the week is Alex Cruz, a newcomer we just mentioned, is tied for the top spot. So, uh uh, Alex doing great, and boy, he's impressed me a lot as a rider. He's, uh, you know, he's seems to be right in the thick of things every race, and that's uh, well, three wins each day last week. Yeah, he's he's uh, right. Six wins for the week in two days is pretty great. Uh, Washington bred, and this, Joe, you were all over this horse, Papa's Golden Boy. How impressive was he? Um, there are speed horses, and then there are horses like Papa's Golden Boy. I. I next to Gary Norton, who does the charts for the racing form at Equibase. And when he shot out of that gate, I said, this is going to be fast, <laughs> you know, and it shows our teletimer is working because that 21 and one and 43 and one was legit. He is a really fast horse. Yeah. He had the fastest uh, fractions in his maiden victory. His first start at the meeting, fastest fractions of the day, they were fast and he eased up going five and a half furlongs. His winning margin was decreased there in the the last 16th so maybe uh, people weren't uh, too convinced that he could do the six furlongs yeah. against that big step up in class he, into winners he, that was a classic case of a horse just running him off their feet too fast no, yeah. no one knew it hit him in that race and uh by the time everyone got rolling you're right he was tired late but the race was over and uh, applaud gary wales for just letting the horse do what he can naturally do there wow. a lot wow. of times you know you'll see a rider i'm not saying it's right or wrong but i think in this case it was right he's that horse is fast let him roll yeah, that was really impressive. And, of course, you can watch replays for free at emeralddowns.com. Uh, just go to racing replays, and that race was on Thursday, and then race number eight. One other award was the uh, owner of the week, and this is another horse, Joe, you've liked a lot. A little less talk, the ownership group there, Warlock Stable, the breeder, uh, Tim Floyd, and Kelly Dugan. And I think Rodina Barrett, the trainer now, listed as part of the yes. ownership as well. So. She is, you know, that was a race. She, you could, uh, Don't Kiss and Tell was firing pretty good there, and, and she just stuck that neck out she and did. would not let that other horse by. So very impressive, uh, Philly, a little less talk. Exactly right. Yeah, she wanted to win that race in that final 16th. Uh, horses coming inside or outside, or uh, Tom Wenzel runners, Diamonds are Don't Kiss and don't kiss and tell. So a little less talk. Our state champion three-year-old filly comes back a winner in her four-year-old debut, an exciting ninth race last Thursday. She's by Demon Warlock out of Washington, broodmare of the year for 2019 training at the bar. Valid Prince also went uh, to two wins at the meeting and joining Omachi Kid, Papa's Golden Boy, Mike Bubba Baleen trainee. Valid Prince has had a couple of really Yes, he has, and, and he's come away both fields there. So yeah. good job by Bubba there. That, that horse is really sharp right now. And, Joe, I'm one of those guys, if a, a horse wins right over the track, I look awful hard at them right back. If you're... If you're sharp and yep. you like the racetrack, there's an, I mean, a lot of times you'll have to take a shorter price, but he actually paid, I think, $17 there. And it kind of shows the tough fields we've had, though, if a, a horse that sharp can go off at seven to one. Field size has been great. Uh, 
And a highlight early in the week, uh, race number two on Wednesday of this past week was an allowance in the return of Barkley, the 2018 Long Acres Mile winner, one of the top horses in track history, 10 for 18 at Emerald Downs. He'd won fresh each of the last two years, but he didn't really come out of the gate uh, in that race, and we had a big upset. Watched it a couple times. He just kind of stood there, yeah. and I was watching him in the warm-up. He looked great, as always, on the track getting ready. But Take Charge Deputy, who's been a good horse but had never fired at Emerald Downs. Yeah. Uh, I know he'd been gelded since his last start. He, he came away, and he could be a player, Joe. He's uh, He made that look pretty easy, and he had a beautiful style in doing it. Um, Take Charge Deputy, um, probably see him in, what is it, uh, we got the first stakes on uh, August 13th, I believe, the Budweiser for the, uh, or excuse me, the Mount Rainier for the older horses, yeah, and the Boeing the same day, so we could see a rematch in there. Okay, yeah. But Barkley, yeah, he did good to get second there, he passed them all up, but Take Charge Deputy was gone. Yeah, Barkley fired strongly late. So, yeah, we had uh, two 33-to-1 winners on Thursday. And track announcer Tom Harris, who's making a selection every race, he came up with Star Gage, one of the 33-to-1 winners on Thursday. Uh, second off a layoff for the Alan Bozell trainee. So, nice selection there. Boy, those are hard to come by, 33-to-1 winners. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, that's uh, stuff that went on last week. Leading trainers, Frank Lucarelli, seven wins. Blaine Wright with six wins. Uh, Kay Cooper's barn going great. Four wins, 27%. Same with George Rosales with four wins, 21%. So those guys are doing well. And the names at the top of the owner's standings are pretty familiar. Chad and Josh, of course, Chad Christensen, uh, running in his own name last year, set a record for wins at Emerald Downs. And, uh, John Parker also with three wins. Those two guys, along with Carol Dronin, Sam Dronin's uh, wife, uh, she is an owner, and she is three for four at the meeting. A couple of those with Omachi Kid, who we will see this week, uh, was claimed, however, out of that last race, and uh, he'll take a step up in class. Maybe we'll talk about that race a little bit later. But yeah, Drone, uh, uh, Sam and Carol Dronin doing great work here early at the meet. Okay, so when you come into the track, uh, if you're an owner... You need to wear your mask. There is a bedding window right when you come in at the main entrance, right where you get to, we'll do a little temperature check and make sure you got your mask on. Owners can come in and watch their race, do your social distancing. We want to uh, go by all of the state rules and regulations and follow all the protocol. Uh, That is very important. So continue to do that. And of course, the fifth floor is open for simulcasting and dining Wednesday through Sunday this weekend. Maximum security in action in the San Diego Handicap that should go this weekend. That's right. Uh, Delmar cranks it back up at 2 o'clock on Friday. They'll also go Saturday and Sunday. They will run on Monday this week. However, we will not be open Monday, uh, what's that, the 27th for simulcasting. But those of you who have ADW accounts can... Certainly find a way to watch the action, I'm sure, as I will be doing myself. But yeah, so Delmar, great to see him back up uh, this Friday. Yes. Monday and Tuesday, actually, you can go up to the Muckleshoot Casino right nearby there Emerald you go. Downs. Mm-hmm. And also watch and wager up there. And Hastings runs on Mondays and Tuesdays as well. So. Been watching them as well, Joe, and they seem to be off to a pretty good start. Their field numbers look Field sizes actually look pretty good here at the first couple of weeks, so we always want to see our neighbors to the north doing well. That's great. And just a couple other owners that have done well, uh, the Allaire Farms. Of course, uh, Bob and Barbara Meekings, 
beautiful facility out near Paul's Bow. They're off to a good start in their ownership. Seven starts, two wins, two seconds, two thirds. And uh, Glenn Kelly, Glenn Kelly, and Ann McClellan and Dan Markle of uh, th- that ownership group is two for two. So nice work there, also. Hey, uh, Mike Pegram's going to join us. We're going to take a short break, and he'll be with us when we return on Horse Racing Northwest. Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code SPORTOFKINGS, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining, as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first. 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code Sport of Kings when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit national gambling support line 800-522-4700. Horse Racing Northwest continues, and uh, a guest that, boy, this guy's been a friend of racing. He's so well-known every part of the country, and uh, he got that cliche, good for the game. Well, I think he has been good for the game, promoting racing anywhere he's been, and that has been all over, and uh, the game's been pretty good to him as well. Speaking of one, Mike Pegram. Mike, good morning. Good morning to you, Joe. Good to have you on. You know, just I kind of smile when I think of you and your enjoyment, your success, and your promotion, and your accessibility, all that stuff. Uh, I think the bottom line's got to be pretty good. Looking at this list I'm looking at, uh, you know, you've shipped a lot of horses around, which isn't uh, inexpensive, but uh, the production. Anyway, I've had this name on my uh, these names, horse names, on my computer for a long time. And a lot of clever names. And then you look at the production of these horses. Mike, uh, it's got to bring a smile to your face when you think back, uh, like, to the early 90s, ever since then, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it's kind of amazing, Joe, to look at it. Because I, when you sent me this list, I had no idea that I had this many million-dollar winners. Ugh. But, uh, you know, we've walked between raindrops. And as I've said many <laughs> times before, I just hooked my wagon to the right star, so... Well, you spread it around, that's for sure. Man, well, the thing about this list is, and the names are great, the dollar signs next to the names are fantastic, but I remember there in the mid to late 90s, every year you had some new star by some fairly obscure sire that was just lighting it up on the track, and I guess you know what that means. Uh, your, Your people could pick out a runner. Uh, it's, uh, you know, me and Bobby's been together for a long time and people have always asked that, you know, you've, we've done more with less and, and probably I've had so many owners always ask me, says, you know, how does Bafford buy horses for you when he's got other owners and so on and so forth. And, and I think this list kind of gives you an idea of what, uh, the reason why we've been able to do so much value. My gosh, you know, we'll go over these names in a second, but 
you are Mike Pegram is responsible basically for getting Hall of Fame trainer Bob Baffert into the thoroughbred game, who was a, a quarter horse trainer and actually actually rode races in quarter horses when he was a lot younger. But give us that scenario of how you got Baffert uh, into the game. Well, it, it was kind of funny because back in the 80s, I owned a few uh, thoroughbreds with my dad, and then uh, I had a change in my financial status in uh, the mid-80s, which is another way of saying I went through a divorce. <laughs> And uh, anyway, I got out of the horse business with uh, with my dad because of economics. But then all of a sudden, I got back making a little money, and I didn't want to compete against my dad. And it was a hap, uh, a very chance meeting I had through a mutual friend with Bafford, and we bought a quarter horse. And uh, and that horse ended up doing fairly well, and we. Uh, had some fun, and then unexpectedly, my dad died, mm. and I had to uh, kind of take care of his estate and get rid of all these horses. So we ended up running some of them, and uh, all of a sudden, I'm looking over here and saying, I'm having all this fun in quarter horses, but my heart was in thoroughbreds. So that's when one day I just asked Bobby, I said, you want to make the move? And uh I had a partner then named Bob Roth, and Bob's the one that really pushed, saying, we're having all this fun running for 4000 at night. Why don't we get him running for 40000 during the day? <laughs> and that was, that's the way we, we brought Bobby over to the thoroughbreds. Wow. Well, it was uh, game-changing for the thoroughbred industry over the last 30 years, for sure, with Baffert's accomplishment. You hear these other trainers say, He's had a hundred horses that would be the best horse in any of the other 75 trainers down in Southern California that they ever had. And it's just, uh, well, it's because he can pick out a horse. What, what did you see in him that really said, you know, I'm willing to make a financial commitment here and get him going, get him started as a trainer, thoroughbred? Well, the first thing in anything, you got to look at people, and, and and Bobby's an honest guy, and he'll he, and he works hard. So he had the work ethic, he had the integrity, and then you know you you come back in and this kind of blind faith does he have the bandwidth to make the conversion from quarter horses over to uh, thoroughbreds? And with him, we all know Baffert never lacked for confidence a day in his life. <laughs> And he came back and, you know, did such. And it's just unbelievable. Oh. What most people don't know about Bob, the first thoroughbred that he ever bought at Keeneland was a horse named 30 Sluice. Mm-hmm. And where the name came from was he paid 30000 for a Sloopy. Okay. Well, and then he, you know, you fast forward to his four-year-old year, and we go down the golf stream and, uh, and he wins the Breeders' Cup Sprint. That quickly. Isn't that amazing? That, that quickly. And it, then the, ne- the next horse he uh, he bought uh, <clears throat> was the first two-year-old in training that we bought, and his name was Broadway's Top Gun, mm-hmm. who ended up being the stake winner. Yeah. So here's the first yearling he buys at Keeneland, becomes a Breeders' Cup winner, and the first yearling or first two-year-old he ever bought at a sale was Broadway's Top Gun, who I think ended up going on and winning four or five stake races. Yeah, he won the opening night stake in the final season of Long Acres, as you probably remember that night well. Yeah, so yeah, does Mr. Pewey. Yeah, exactly. By full pocket. 
Uh, but high stakes, excuse me, uh, 30 slews is one of the horses at, on the list of a number one earner by a given sire. You mentioned Sloopy. 30 slews made 872,000 Sloopy's all-time leading earner. The others on this list, where they're buying these individuals that ended up as the leading earner from these sires, Silver Bullet Day, way out in front among Silver Deputies, sons and daughters. Captain Steve blows it off by Fly So Free. Real Quiet by Quiet American, his leading earner. Midnight Loot by Real Quiet, nice connection there. Is it in good? What an individual he was by Crusader Sword. These are all number one earners by a given sire. Let the big hoss roll made over a million by Flying Paster. High stakes player by High Bright. How many fools did he have in California for 25 years? <laughs> Miss Gibson County by this obscure horse, Winwright, who didn't do much at the track, but boy, you got Miss Bib Gibson County to be awesome there in Florida. Preaching at the bars, the number one earner in the U.S. by Silver Charm. And then, since your partnerships the last several years, Hopportunity blows it off for any given Saturday, $4.7 now a sire. Secret Circle by Eddington, $3.6 million. McKinsey, currently, Street Sense's all-time leading earner. Mike, it is just unbelievable, the individuals that uh, you picked out and your team picked out and got to be tremendous racehorses. Well, you know, I started to tell you, Joe, the thing other owners ask me, so how does Baffert go from this and that? And I think one of the reasons why you see the success that we've had is I never cared about pedigree. Early on in our, when me and Bobby hooked up, we, we knew he we wasn't going to fit in with the Kentucky bunch. <laughs> so pedigree, pedi we didn't have any, so we used to laugh all the time. Bobby said, we ain't got enough money to buy pedigree. We'll just go make it. Well, and as I said, he he's always had a little arrogance about him, but he you know he backed up what he said. He he did go out and make pedigree. Nah, it is such a talent to do what him and his team has done, and you purchasing them and get him and getting him going and funding the operation and you, those horses uh, I mentioned at the first. I mean, you all owned those basically by yourself and uh the bottom line had to do per look pretty good there in the 90s and into the 2000s didn't it mike <laughs> <laughs> well there, there was a lot of people i'll never forget one day a, a person came up that was very well known and said we'd like to go partners with you i said okay you can have i just bought 18 horses at keeneland you can have half of any of them or all of them wow and this person said, well, we want half of the best one. I said, well, why do you think I bought the other 17 for? <laughs> well, yeah. You I've... know, you just don't know what it is. And we played the numbers game, Joe, sure. through all of this. But it also comes back with the thing with the relationship that me and Bob has had is I don't care about pedigree. You know, yeah. I don't care if a horse got a crooked leg. We buy athletes, and Bobby, you know, it's hard for him to go up and uh, give you an example of looking at Lucky. Uh, Lucky looking at Lucky was club-footed. Mm. Uh, we ended up buying him uh, for 400000 at the Keeneland sale, but, you know, it's hard for him to go up to a, 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 a pedigree buyer and say, we just bought a club-footed horse. In our case, we uh, we don't look past the racing career, and and we buy what we think can run, and uh, 
as this sheet shows, uh, Baffert's a pretty good horse buyer. Looking at Lucky, $3.3 million, a classic winner and an outstanding sire currently. Yeah, uh, he's number three all-time on Smart Strike's earnings list. Coyle's number three all-time on Point Given's list. Uh, Pussycat Doll, number two on Real Quiet's list. Hooked on the Feeling, number two on City Dancer's list. I mean, the... It just goes on and on. Uh, it just uh, had to be so enjoyable to buy horses in medium range and have them turn out. In fact, Ron Crockett did a lot of buying of yearlings in the 80s and 90s there in Kentucky. And he said so many times over the years, it's just unbelievable what they've done. I, I just, you know, because he had, he bought a couple decent ones, but uh, he just says, no, they're absolutely the best that there's ever been buying these yearlings. And there it is, man. And uh, you got Uncle Chuck this year. Yeah, Uncle Chuck, he's, uh, he looks like the real deal right now, Joe. And uh, hopefully uh, he just keeps on progressing and maybe we can get back. To, we always looked at the first uh, Saturday in May and maybe it's going to be the first Saturday in September if he, if he keeps on progressing and wins his next race. We may make it to Louisville this year. Indeed. And McKenzie uh, in training, of course, 3.4 million, Street Sense's leading earner. He can join a very short list since the mid-70s. Uh, I think John White came up with a list that includes Beholder and uh, Russian Russian Falls, who just won this past weekend at Keeneland, and maybe Lady Eli. Only three horses have won a grade one at two, three, four, and five, and McKenzie can do that this year. So good luck. Yeah, and we had a little tough luck up at New York mm-hmm. last week. Uh, matter of fact, I was cussing him when he didn't you know accelerate down the lane in the met mile but as it turned out he did have a little bit of an excuse uh, first time he lost both shoes on the right oh. side okay well sure you bet okay. yeah and uh and then still only get beat two links so i've i kind of felt guilty cussing him like I was <laughs> Good. coming down the lane because yeah. we were so high on him thinking that uh he was going to win the met mile but uh as you can see he flattened out coming down the lane and got beat a couple of links so maybe we can't come back and get him back in the winner's circle he deserves it he's a hell of a horse you better believe it that's a real reason there why he underperformed but uh and just before we let you go how about opportunity man you had to enjoy you traveled with him and he'd win and he'd run his uh rear end off anywhere he went well it just goes to show you how great bob is at placing horses mm-hmm. and uh he had some tough luck, but then you still come back here and see that four point seven million. <laughs> exactly, and you, you get a you get a big smile on your face, Joe. So, like tough. I said, not only has it been financially good, but the people I've met and the fun that we've had, and uh, I'm sure there's been more successful people. But I guarantee you, nobody's had more fun than we have. <laughs> I would not bet against it, and uh, yeah, and you've given back to the game as well as much as you can, Mike. Uh, Great catching up with you. Always root for you. So have a great season. And uh, and you got the businesses open in uh, the Reno Tahoe area again? Yes, sir. We're open for business. Come on down and see us. Carson. We need it. Okay. Mike, thanks a lot. Thank you, Jill. Hey. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, great to have Mike Pegram on, Vince, and uh, shoot, you were around him uh, in Southern Cal for quite a few years. I was. I, I remember dealing with his brother Jim a lot when he was a jocks agent for David Flores, of course, comes back and won the mile on Is It In Good. and uh, Awesome Jim as well. No one had more fun. I mean, 
uh, yeah, awesome gym. Yeah, an awesome gym. No one had more fun at the races than the Pegram boys. Yeah. They really know how to have a good time. And uh, preaching at the bar who stands, you know, in uh, as a sire, of course, was uh, named after Nola Ferraro, who uh, Jim and Bob Baffert uh, named the horse after. She, uh, of course, was a bartender in the clubhouse mezzanine for many years at... Uh, Santa Anita and had a lot of action around there. So when Holy Nola and then later preaching at the bar one, it was good times there on the mezzanine. And, uh, you know, Jim and Bob really had a great way of naming horses. I mean, I think you guys are going to go into, you know, their great eye at acquiring talent, but they, you know, you just, they came up with some original stuff. It was a lot of fun. You better believe it. <laughs> Very creative in horse names. So great to catch up with Mike Pegram. He has just had so much fun in the game. And as we said, uh, uh, he has given back, too. He has been so available for uh, media uh, media. And, and Joe, when you were doing some of the research on that, it's really, I mean, you, got, you go over it with that, but to racetrack veterans like us, it's astounding the amount yeah. of success they have. No kidding. Okay, so thanks to Mike for joining us on uh, Horse Racing Northwest. Uh, we can talk about uh, trivia. Let's go to our trivia time. And Juan Gutierrez is just one away from 2,000 career victories. He's in the Washington Hall of Fame. He's won the mile twice. He's had all those top five finishes at Emerald Downs. He's been tremendous, and he's doing well uh, this season, riding a lot. In fact, he has 10 mounts on Wednesday to try and get that 2,000th, which will happen. So our trivia, well, we got to go over last week, too. Let's get my stuff together here. Last week's question was, who is the single-season Washington-bred all-time leading money earner? One season for a Washington-bred, most money. It's not Saratoga Passage, who is our all-time leading earner. Uh, not Chinook Pass. He was running a little bit before the purses start going up and so forth. Um, well, there's actually a couple answers that I'm going to qualify because I wasn't prepared for this one, Vince, and you know who I'm talking about. There's a quarter horse Washington bred from this state. He's a dash of fire owned by the Manilis over in the Tri-Cities area. Had a tremendous amount of success down at Los Alamitos a couple of years ago. Yeah, and uh, he obliterated the record, I believe. He did. He had, uh, in 2014, he made 962000 in 2015, he made $726,000. So he's a dash of fire. I didn't say in the question, thoroughbred. Rings a chime is the top thoroughbred single season Washington bread earner. A product of uh, Griffin Place, Mary Lou and Terry Griffin. She made $526,000 back in, uh, I don't have the year. I think it was 2000, might have been 2001 when she won the Ashland and she was great in the oaks in the kentucky oaks yeah so scott scotty o gave me he's a dash of fire so he gets the hat good work scotty thanks for listening as well so this week's trivia question it uh, kind of on that juan guterres theme who is at 1999 he's also number two all time at emerald downs yeah just 34 wins shy of tying galen mitchell's track record of 1419 wins so he's got another milestone coming up after this one 1419 for Mitchell, who took over the all time lead, the track lead here at Emerald Downs in 2002. When he took over that lead, who did he, whose record did he break as the track's all time leading jockey in through 2002? 
So that's the question. Give us a jockey name, Galen Mitchell, past who, to become the track's all-time leading jockey. Trivia at emeralddowns.com. Trivia at emeralddowns.com. You know your Emerald Downs history? There's, we're into our 25th season. We've got a lot of history now. Hey, let's go into the pick section, which is a little more enjoyable to do when, you know, maybe you picked a winner the week before. Last week, uh, Wednesday, my horse didn't do all that well. Uh, Wednesday for you, you had Smoothie Lee, who ran a good race, almost got second, was in it really in contention, finished third at 16 to 1. We both felt Smoothie Lee would move forward. He was just better than he showed in his first start back. Yeah, he made kind of a long, steady run there and almost was going to get second. Then he got passed up late for uh, the place there, but an improved effort, yeah. Yeah, really good. 16 to 1, you had a good angle there. Thursday, I gave out Papa's Golden Boy, which, uh, okay, I look good on that one because he was sensational. He was the talk of the backstretch the next morning, as well he should be. He opened up 12 lengths and those super fast fractions again. He was four to one, and uh, yeah, he was a maiden breaker going against some uh, pretty tough winners, but uh, his speed took over. And you, you topped that with Cascade Dancer, you and your second time starter angle. Eight to one winner and an easy winner at that for uh, trainer Kay Cooper. Yeah, watching the race live when uh, she left the gate running and uh, was in contention. I had a pretty good feeling there, and she just kind of uh, grinded out the victory there through the stretch and held sway to the wire. So that's an angle you and I always like, Joe. Second time starter, especially getting off the rail from their career debut when they didn't break well. So uh, it worked out that time. It did indeed. Uh, Cascade Dancer, three-year-old filly by nationhood out of Muchas Coronas. Very nice second career start and a winner at 8-1. to one. So Vince has been really good with his first-time starter or second-time starter angles so far. Let's go to this week. We've got racing Wednesday, Thursday. Who do you like Wednesday? Okay, uh, Wednesday, I kind of struggle but i ended up on race four this is a fifteen thousand maiden claimer for uh three-year-olds at six furlongs um one thing you can do when a horse runs poorly is you got a license to drop and i think drop your buffs should be able to drop that race joe he comes out of has already produced papa's golden boy with another win tig with the win sparkling loot with the win and All About Time came out and dropped and won. Wow. And Majestic Cafe ran second. Ran to, second to Sparkling Loot. Yeah. So it's been a very live race. Um, drop Your Buffs took action. Didn't really run much in the debut. And I would be a little more concerned. But the horse showed some ability last year. And mm-hmm. with uh, some good works between races. And like I say, does have a license to drop off that effort. I think he should... Uh, move forward in this spot not going to be a great price i think three to one on the line but uh he looks like a live horse to me three to one on the vince brune morning line you're doing a super job on that we're going to get our ex morning line guy rob rao on here one of these weeks as well and he's uh, following racing closely i will say going in this week joe there are some time i'm sure there's some misses from me this week it is tough oh boy i i the handicapping's tough so i know the morning line's tough well, that's just good. Okay, stay in power for me. Go to race number two on Wednesday. Stay in power is going a mile. Alan Bozell is uh, five for his last 11 sprint to route. 
Stay in power can run a mile. He's got three career victories. They're all at a mile. His record at a mile, eight starts, three wins, one second, two thirds. He's going one sprint to a route. He's coming off the Drizzy victory, going five and a half furlongs a few weeks ago. And he didn't have a great trip that day. But the key thing is he's going to his best distance. He certainly fits at 3,500. So I'm going to go stay in power, who I believe is six to one on your morning line. Sprint to route for the Boz, Jose Zanino aboard. And those uh, that combination's been catching on a little they bit. They combined for one of those 33-to-1 winners last week we were talking That's about. That's right. So, yeah. Star gauge. Okay. I like your angle there, Joe. Okay. Thursday, I'll go to the third race. And this is a, a really good heat. Uh, it's a three-year-old-and-up three filly and mare sprint at six furlongs. And... Windy Point won on July 1st, three weeks ago, over For You Only, who was uh, real strong up front. For You Only, well clear of third place. And that third place did go to OK So Far, the one horse, trained by Bob Meeking, by Super Saver, out of a not-for-love mare, actually a New York bred. Uh, she was a nice maiden winner here last September. She came back in a couple weeks to run on closing day in that wet track. She finished fifth of nine from off the pace. And she didn't break all that well from the two-hole on her first start back uh, three weeks ago. But she ran on very nicely. I think there's some talent here. And she might sneak into a little bit of a price because of the presence of For You Only, who is 9-5 to morning line and figures to run big. And Daffodil Sweet, who had that sensational debut for trainer Chris Stensley on July 2nd. So I'm going to take OK So Far in the third on Thursday. How about yourself? Okay, I'll go to race eight. This is a three-year-olds and up, non-winners of two lifetime, going six and a half furlongs for an $8,000 claiming price. I went to, what is it, number seven, I believe, deck load. Um, he comes out of a level tougher in his season debut, and as you can see, the four, it says he was off slow and rushed up. Uh, Betty the Jet won that race wire to wire. Um and he was well met that day. He went off at three to one. And Tim McKenna's horses have been running well at the meet. Alex Cruz rides back. Three really nice works since raced. Um, just a little drop in class here. I think with a clean break, he's in contention. So I will go deck, deck load. I fully respect Battle Point Red, who's coming off a really nice uh, race at the level. And uh, I think deck load, especially at six and a half, has a chance to uh, prevail. Deck load, 9-2 morning line for Tim McKenna, Alex Cruz, as you mentioned. So there's a couple of looks at some horses in our next week of racing, which is coming up this week, Wednesday the 22nd, Thursday the 23rd. And wear your mask, uh, enjoy your time at Emerald Downs if you're an owner, and uh, if you'd like to partake in simulcasting or dining up on floor five, we're open Wednesday through Sunday up there. Uh, anything else that you would like to add? We'll get, once again, the pick seven carryovers over $20,000 starts in race four on Wednesday. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned that Thursday feature race. Looking forward to that one myself. Daffodil Sweet looks very, very promising. Uh, the question mark for me, she's coming off that track where seven or eight of the races that, that night were blowouts, including her. She certainly is talented, that's obvious. But I thought for you only, running against Wendy Point in her debut, ran a really great race in her first out. So this that'll be an interesting race, and you make a good point for OK so far. 
The other three horses in that race all exiting the common race with Wendy Point and For You Only and certainly mm-hmm. have a right to move forward in their second start of the season. So it's only a six-horse field, but it's an interesting allowance race. Yeah. Phillies, uh, Phillies and Mayors, three and up, going six furlongs race, three of 11 on Thursday and some really competitive races. So uh, thanks to Mike Pegram for joining us. Uh, Wes Petrie, producer and marketing director. Did you? Uh, did we forget anything? I don't think so. No. Wes says we didn't forget anything. He saw the checklist. Okay, Vince, uh, on to racing at Emerald Downs, huh? Yep, this is week five already, So, and then next week we'll be talking stakes races. So uh, we're getting into the teeth of the season now. Thanks for listening to Horse Racing Northwest. Muckleshoot Casino welcomes you back with safety as our top priority. Muckleshoot Casino is your destination for more than 3,000 gaming machines. Use your player's club card to earn points for free play, meals, or cash back. And feast on a variety of delectable dining options. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Visit us online to learn more about our safety measures.